Well, it was just announced that uh, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, and Vivek Ramaswamy qualified for fourth Republican presidential debate. And the debate will air on the CW network and News Nation. So if you want to know how good a chance these candidates have, the debate is airing on the CW network and News Nation. Ah, the propaganda reach of the Democrat Party. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. America, America, Uberales. Happy Wednesday to you and welcome. I want to get right to a story because I have so much to get to and a couple of hearings on Capitol Hill. And President Trump last night with Sean Hannity with some funny jokes that have the Democrats uh, just throwing themselves off of bridges all over the place. He's Hitler. He's a dictator. Either that or he made a quip, um, a joke. One or the other. I'll let you decide when we play the audio. We know that the Democrat Party is uh, is the party of America Uberales. We know that they are a violent street mob that is constantly attacking various targets for political reasons. We... Uh, We did have looting about a block last night, about a block from the radio station here. Democrats looted a liquor store, smashed out the glass front door, looted the place. Uh, We know that in Washington, D.C., I've got a story for you today I hope to get to, on restaurateurs, restaurant owners, having to pay thousands and thousands of dollars a week to hire security at their restaurants because this is how you become a third world nation. And the Democrats are really stepping on the gas when it comes to the third worlding of America. The open borders, you know, that's a big and important part of it. Defunding the police, that's very important. Uh, Demonizing the police. Uh, Congratulating the criminals. They love the crime and they love the criminals. They don't love much, but they do love crime. And in order to love the crime, you've got to love the criminals. That's your Democrat Party. So we get that, and uh, they're uh, transgender. They're the party of transgenderism. They're the party of, they're a party of looting, the party of carjacking, more carjackings. They did finally arrest someone in the carjacking of the FBI agent, who we discovered only today was a woman, probably still is a woman. The FBI agent carjacked by a 17-year-old Democrat, 17-year-old Democrat, uh, and that's uh, an amazing story probably won't face uh, much in the way of consequences because what was that, like the 915th carjacking in Washington, D.C. this year? But uh, setting that aside, let me let me get to the Democrats as anti-Semites from, from Capitol Hill to college campuses. Anywhere you find high concentrations of Democrats, you find high concentrations of anti-Semitism. Now, I'm a Zionist. I believe that Israel has a right to exist I believe it's good that Israel exists. I believe the reasons for the creation of the state of Israel were good and legitimate reasons. I'm on Israel's side. I think Netanyahu is a a great leader, a powerful leader, and he stands up for civilization, for Western civilization, for Jewish civilization, and uh, we need more like him because the world is on the precipice We are teetering on the brink everywhere you look, the entire planet. Western civilization is under attack 
by people that are hostile to Western civilization, and that includes the global left, which has hitched their wagon to radical Islam. Might seem counterintuitive, but they have a lot in common. They're both totalitarian. They destroy, they hate, they're violent. You know, a lot of things. And uh, with that, there was a uh, bill passed in the House of Representatives that the, the Senate will not pass because they, uh, they're leftists, you know, because they got the lizard king, Chuck Schumer, in charge over there. But the uh, Speaker of the House and the Republicans did pass a bill condemning anti-Semitism worldwide. The House of Representatives passed a resolution on Tuesday condemning the rise of global anti-Semitism in the wake of Hamas's October 7th attacks, declaring clearly and firmly that anti-Zionism, that is saying that the state of Israel does not have a right to exist and should not exist, that is anti-Zionism. The bill says that anti-Zionism is a form of anti-Semitism. And it was sponsored by two Republicans, Max Miller, a Republican from Ohio, and David Kustoff, a Republican from Tennessee. And uh, interestingly, it passed 311, 311 to 14. 311 to 14 was the final tally. But 92 Democrats voted present, which is a cowardly way of saying death to the Jews. And they even have their liberal Jewish members voting present. Uh, 14 people voted no. Among the uh, 14 people that voted no, there was one and only one Republican, and that was Representative Thomas Massey from Kentucky, who is a libertarian, and he's got a long history of voting against foreign policy legislation on principle. He's the only Republican that voted no. 13 Democrats voted no angrily, and they are mostly members of the squad, you know, the death squad. But uh, 92 Democrats voted present, which is a cowardly version of voting no. So the Democrat Party, I think, and honestly, if this had been a Democrat piece of legislation condemning, how hard is it to condemn anti-Semitism worldwide, and that includes here in the United States, with all of the violence we see being perpetrated by mobs of Democrats in Philadelphia the other day, uh, attacking a Jewish business called Goldie's, a restaurant because it's owned by a Jewish man. And they're targeting Jewish businesses, and they desecrated, they vandalized his restaurant. It was crystal-knocked, all right? And the news media ignored it. I, I told you how ABC, CBS, and NBC failed to mention the attack on their three- or four-hour-long morning programs the night after the attack, Sunday night was the attack, and uh, there is anti-Semitism everywhere. It's rampant, right? And the Democrats voted against this very simple piece of legislation. If every Republican had voted against it, it would be front-page news in every newspaper in the United States of America, and they would announce conclusively and unambiguously that the Republican Party is the party of anti-Semitism, that they're anti-Israel, and that they're no better than Nazi Germany. That would be the the narrative if every single Republican voted against this. But instead, they, you know, that's not what happened. Pretty amazing stuff. Now, uh, the the Republicans on Capitol Hill had a uh, a hearing yesterday also on anti-Semitism on college campuses, which are naturally dominated by leftists that call themselves liberals and are died-in-the-world Democrats 
uh, driving their, they don't drive Priuses on the Harvard campus. They, they drive the electric BMW that's, you know, $100,000. And they have their Biden stickers on it with their Hillary stickers and with some weather and their Obama stickers next to, next to that. And uh, these, these universities where we've seen so much anti-Semitism, I've been playing the audio of the violence on the campuses and the violence from the, and chanting from the river to the sea, which is the battle cry of Hamas, a radical Islamic genocidal terrorist organization, hell-bent in their charter even on the total destruction of the state of Israel. And the violence against the Jews, I've played the, on campuses and beyond. I've played uh, audio of students on University of Pennsylvania, Harvard, and, and other campuses talking about their, their professors and their fellow students. You know, uh, the only good Jew is a dead Jew. University of Maryland, Holocaust 2.0, scrawled on the sidewalk for the Jewish students, and on and on. Uh, amazing stuff. So the Republicans invited up the president of Harvard University, a radical, a smug radical named Claudine Gay. Claudine Gay is apparently her actual name. And uh, she was up there as the president of Harvard, and she was repugnant, I thought, offensive in her arrogance and her smugness. And Congresswoman Elise Stefanik was having none of it. And that was good stuff. There was also, um, uh, boy, there were other university presidents up there as well. And what is the news media coverage of that, you might be wondering? Well, let's go with the New York Times as the 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 head of the centipede and a typical example of the news media's coverage. The headline is, Republicans try... Republicans try to put Harvard, MIT, and Penn on the defensive about anti-Semitism. They tried to put Harvard, MIT, and Penn on the defensive. In a congressional hearing, the presidents of the universities parried accusations. That's uh, like they're fencing, you see. Parried accusations that their institutions had tolerated bias against Jews. The New York Times is a disgrace. Harvard, the University of Pennsylvania, and MIT were hammered on Tuesday by Republican House members who claimed, they usually like to put in without evidence, except there are mountains and mountains of evidence, that the universities themselves had sown seeds of bias on campus against Jews. Now, let me go to, uh, to some of this because the president of the Harvard University was up there, and Congresswoman Elise Stefanik was taking her to task on <clears throat> on the policies that Harvard has. You know, they had a, a couple of years ago, they had uh, an anti-gay bias accusation against a student who was promptly kicked out of Harvard and dragged off the campus, and with great proclamations and declarations, the Harvard administrators condemned this anti-gay moment by one student and uh, turned it into a, you know, a crusade of sorts. But when you have armies of anti-Semites marching and chanting from the river to the sea and defacing property, uh, anti-Israel. Now, I mean, if you're anti-Israel and you don't think the state of Israel should exist, you're an anti-Semite. It's that simple. If you think 
the nation of Japan should not exist and doesn't have a right to exist, you are anti-Japanese. It's pretty straightforward stuff. So here is Congresswoman Elise Stefanik with Harvard President Claudine Gay. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate rules? It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct. It depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. It depends on the context. You know, I should uh, wipe out Israel and and uh, all the Jews should be swept into the sea. Well, it depends on the context, you know. All gay people should be wiped out and shouldn't be allowed to walk around freely. Well, it depends on the context. No, it doesn't depend on the context, as Congresswoman Elise Stefanik quickly responded and uh, correctly pointed out. So the uh, calls for genocide, the calls for wiping Israel off the map, the Hamas calls from the river to the sea, which the Democrat Party has largely adopted, it depends on the context, said Claudine Gay, who was smirking smugly the entire time, as though, I'm so superior to you. I'm the president of Harvard. I'm a woman of color, W-O-C, H, that's a woman of color, Harvard, and uh, Lee Stefanik wasn't done. What action has been taken against students who are harassing and calling for the genocide of Jews on Harvard's campus? I can assure you we have robust What actions have been taken? I'm not asking. Actions underway. I, I'm asking what actions have been taken against given, those students? Evasive. Given students' rights to privacy and our obligations under FERPA, I will not say more about any specific cases other than to reiterate that processes are ongoing. Ah, the old government answer. This is uh, what uh, FBI Director Christopher Ray was pulling to. Uh, What's going on with the uh, Biden family corruption? Well, that's I can't talk about that for another 12 years because it's ongoing. We're going to tuck it away with the John F. Kennedy assassination files at the CIA and 100 years from now. Now, I have a student, a student from Harvard, a grad student who is at Harvard now, who responded to the university president, and that's coming right up. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Now, our uh, awful, horrible, corrupt attorney general and our awful, horrible, corrupt FBI director, Merrick Garland, who thankfully is not on the Supreme Court, and Christopher Wray just uh, held a press conference here in Washington uh, pushing the idea that they're backing Ukraine because Ukraine 
has opened a war crimes inquiry into the deaths of two soldiers who were killed by the Russians while trying to surrender. Now, first of all, do you know nothing about Russian military history? Have you heard of World War II? Um, That's what Russians do. They kill everybody because communism, see? And I find it almost amazing. It's two two soldiers they're talking about that the Russians killed. They're going to shrug and say, it's a war, stupid. That's what we do. They're shooting at us. We're shooting at them. That's how it goes. But it reminds me of, and the war crimes, right, for Russia, because two soldiers, two Ukrainian soldiers, terrible war. Uh, Commies, Putin, commie. Not a conservative, like the news media says, but a commie, the opposite of the truth. It reminds me of the old old Joseph Stalin quote, attributed to Joseph Stalin. A single death is a tragedy. A million deaths are a statistic, right? And they held a press conference, our attorney general and the FBI director, on on this very important matter. But pardon me, aren't we in the middle of this terror army butchering, mutilating, raping, kidnapping uh, every person they came into contact with? Are there war crimes issues there? Are you guys going to hold a press conference about that? Or are you too pro-Hamas in the Democrat Party and the Biden administration to come out and pound the table about the savagery that I was describing yesterday. I went into uh, Newsmax yesterday afternoon. Young woman I work with said, I was listening to your radio show this morning when you were describing the horrific rapes and genital mutilations and dismembering of, of women. Uh, and uh, she said, she's a civilized person. I had to turn the channel. I had to, I had to stop listening. She tuned back in a short time later, but um, I had to stop listening because it's so horrifying. But Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray aren't pounding the table about that. There are no war crimes. Now, well, they're not a well, they are an elected government. They're not a legitimate army. No, they're that's their legitimate army. They're terrorists, but so that lets them off the hook, I guess. Russia should declare themselves to be terrorists. And then there would be no war crimes tribunals, no, no Geneva Conventions. They're talking about the Geneva Conventions. And Russia violating the Geneva Conventions, which they have always done in every circumstance, without exception, just like Hamas, but we'll hold them to a different standard. It's about the soft bigotry of low expectations when it comes to Muslims and jihadis and terrorists and Democrats. Yeah, I'll get back to this Justice Department lunacy, but now... The United States is charging four Russians with war crimes. And they don't know the last names of at least two of them, of the Russians, right? But they're going to... And no war crimes for Hamas? Don't you think the Hamas leadership living in the UAE should be facing war crimes tribunals? But no. Lower standard, different standard. Democrats. Let's get back to the uh, anti-Semites who are the Democrat Party. College campuses, the... Every single Democrat in the House of Representatives voted against a Republican bill condemning worldwide anti-Semitism because the Democrats are not what they used to be. They've got a lot of mental issues, uh, to be sure. Quite extraordinary. Heads of three top U.S. colleges refused to say 
calling for genocide of Jews is harassment, much less anti-Semitism. The Times of Israel covered the story. The Washington Post is filth. The presidents of Harvard, MIT, and Penn, we just call it Penn, the University of Pennsylvania, acknowledged safety concerns of Jewish and Israeli students, vow to take action against Jew hatred. Yeah, when? Demure on what speech should be punished. Well, you know, really just the genocidal stuff, the really really genocidal stuff. But they accept it now because they're so open-minded that their brain fell out. Just extraordinary. You're a Democrat party. Now, and I played some of the president of Harvard, Ms. Gay, Ms. Gay, some audio, and Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. The other college presidents were pretty much in the same canoe there. But let's, uh, let's go to the response because uh, early this morning on the Fox News Channel, they invited on a Harvard grad student. He did real good in high school and he had tutors and stuff. But his name is, and he's Jewish, his name is Shabazz, Shabazz Kestenbaum. And Shabazz Kestenbaum, a Harvard grad student at this very moment, uh, who is a lifelong liberal Democrat Harvard, you know, brainwash subject. And he was on this morning after watching the hearing yesterday and watching the president of Harvard, Ms. Gay. And uh, it looks like he may be in the midst of an epiphany. Let's go to uh, let's go to Shabazz Kestenbaum this morning on the Fox News Channel, uh, talking about these university presidents who could not say clearly and definitively, and couldn't stop smirking and being smug, especially the Harvard president, that anti-Semitism is bad, and that you know we had uh, I played audio for you, we played audio for you of a Jewish student on the campus of Harvard being surrounded by a mob of Harvard students chanting, screaming in his face, leaning forward at him, screaming, shame, 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 because he's a Jew. And this guy, a Jewish Harvard student, get out of there. Also, I uh, heard this morning that Harvard used to be 25% Jewish. Now it's more like 5% Jewish. Must be the admissions process. You know, they don't like Asians either. They, they went to the Supreme Court fighting for the right to discriminate against Asians. But fortunately, the Supreme Court is an American Supreme Court, not a leftist Supreme Court. But here is Harvard grad student uh, Shabazz Kestenbaum this morning. I'd like to believe it's because they're scared and it's not because they actually are these anti-Semitic villains that we are fearing that they are. But let's be absolutely clear. This was a softball question of do you condemn the rising rhetoric and violence against Jewish students? And none of them would condemn it. If Claudine Gay had a heart, she would resign. And if the Harvard Board of Trustees had a brain, they would fire her. Can't condemn rising anti-Semitism. That's just one tiny little example of the audio we played a moment ago of a Jewish student at Harvard, and you got to see the look on the guy's face. He's terrified. He's horrified. And he can't get out from this gauntlet of left-wing lunatics who are trying to shame him because he's Jewish and for no other reason. A mob of hundreds of Democrats 
assaulted and vandalized a Jewish-owned restaurant, Goldie, in Philadelphia on Sunday night simply because it's owned by a Jew. It was vandalized. The windows, the entrance, the building, the structure itself vandalized by this mob of hundreds of people because the owner is Jewish and for no other reason. Every noct is crystal noct in Democrat Party America. Just amazing. Shabazz Kestenbaum this morning talking about his university, Harvard University, where he's a grad student and the president who did not behave as a human being would behave, but smugly smirking, oh, we will decide what is good for the Jews. We will tell you what is hate speech. We will not condemn this. As we see it today, there will be no punishment for this. She's not actually German, but she should be speaking with a German accent. Here is uh, Shabazz Kestenbaum. She's an absolute disgrace to this university. She has let down Jewish students repeatedly, and Harvard is simply not a safe place for Jewish students anymore. There is a moral rot at the center of all of these Ivy League universities, and I want to make it absolutely clear. If you're a Jewish parent of a 12th grader, you are not to allow a Harvard admissions representative within 50 feet of your child until Claudine Gay is gone or until they've clearly articulated what they're going to do to defend Jewish students on campus, because as of now, they've said nothing. They've said nothing. And <clears throat> get a restraining order, get that uh, 50 feet thing. Um, <clears throat> he uh, also told the story of... Uh, of a Harvard student that was accused of anti-gay rhetoric who was expelled from Harvard for crossing the Democrat Party's line. But when you have mobs of Harvard students, I guess the too many to kick out. Maybe that's maybe it's the mob. Maybe it's the fear that they'd have to kick out too many people because there are so many of these virulent anti-Semites And uh, it's pretty simple. If you're anti-Israel, you're an anti-Semite. It's a simple equation. If, you know, that's there are all kinds of bad analogies that could be made. Here is Shabazz. His name is Shabazz, H-A-B-B-O-S, S-H-A-B-B-O-S, Shabazz Kestenbaum. Saying that I feel completely abandoned by the progressive left is an understatement. I will never vote for for them again. Um, they have totally betrayed the Jewish people. They have shown that sloganeering, that caving into the mob, is significantly more important than Jewish lives. Um, as my last name, Kestenbaum, signifies, my family is originally from Germany. Uh, they survived Kristallnacht. They know exactly how the Holocaust happened. It happened with words. That's how it first started. And we are seeing that those words, that violent rhetoric, and we are seeing the total moral abdication of universities, those who are supposed to be the arbiters of morality and values in our society, betray us. Um, He speaks well. But uh, let me tell you, Shabazz, and the Democrat Party, every knocked is crystal knocked. I think we're going to have bumper stickers. We got (laughs) to put them on Priuses and things. Put them on, obviously, Democrat cars. Uh, that's uh, pretty amazing, pretty appalling stuff. Now, here's the thing about Shabazz is that I mentioned he's a lifelong Democrat. He, uh, he voted for Bernie Sanders twice. He voted for Bernie Sanders twice. 
he campaigned for the fire alarm puller. You know, the uh, uh, Democrat member of Congress who pulled the fire alarm, who's a left-wing radical and extremist, uh, a member of the squad or whatever uh, whatever they are. And, um, and this guy, Shabazz, campaigned for Jamal Bowman, the fire alarm puller, who is a radical left extremist and a racist and a typical Democrat today. And he marched for Black Lives Matter and with Black Lives Matter, Shabazz did. And now he's like, well, wait a minute. The left is completely out of control. And my family survived and fled Germany after Kristallnacht. And now what I'm seeing in the United States is, uh, it may not be the exact same thing, but it's a pretty good impression. And whether it's the Democratic Party, whether it's Harvard University, or whether it's our progressive friends or those who we thought we were friends, um, Jewish people are sick and tired of being pushed aside, of being thought of as less than, and we're simply not going to take it anymore. We're angry and we're done. We're not going to take it. Now, that's uh, reminded me, and he's, and he's shocked, our progressive friends. See, raised on a lie, weaned on a lie. The left, the brainwashing, the indoctrination. Speaking of which, in California, they've got uh, a school system there that is brainwashing the kiddies to be pro-Hamas, and they've got a program to do it. It's quite a remarkable story as well. But uh, Ketzenbaum's response there at the end about our progressive friends reminded us of the Lizard King, Chuck Schumer, who will not take up the House bill to condemn anti-Semitism worldwide, even though he's Jewish, because he's a leftist first. You must always be a leftist first. You can't be black first. You can't be Jewish first. You must be a leftist first, right? I mean, again, you're black. You're going with the party of Jim Crow, going with the party of Nathan Bedford Forrest and the KKK, with Jefferson Davis and the Confederate States of America. That's your party? The party of the soft bigotry of law expectations? Oh, yeah, I'm a Democrat. Sure, that makes sense. But Chuck Schumer the other day was talking about how he was shocked to learn that these attacks on Jews all across the country, on campuses and in big Democrat-run cities, are being perpetrated not by neo-Nazis. Well, they are neo-Nazis, you moron. They're just your neo-Nazis. Let's keep in mind, uh, shall we, that Adolf Hitler's party was called the Socialist Workers' Party of Germany. It was the Socialist Workers' Party. And here's Chuck Schumer. And uh, I, I liked this soundbite because of Schumer. Because he used a Soviet communist term. He used the term fellow travelers. He was offended to learn and they use this, it's a literal Soviet communist term, fellow traveler, all right? And the communists in the United States and elsewhere used the Soviet term for about a century there, and Schumer's still using it, so now more than a century, to refer to your fellow communists, right? And here's Chuck Schumer expressing his surprise as uh, Katzenbaum was expressing his surprise. Hey, these were our progressive friends. Socialist Workers' Party. Bernie Sanders, Jewish radical leftist, honeymooned in the Soviet Union with his fellow traveler friends. He should be shocked also that it's the fellow travelers, except, you know, 
socialist workers. Many of the people who express these sentiments in America aren't neo-Nazis. Yeah, they are. Card-carrying Klan members or Islamist extremists. They're Some in of them are. In many cases, people that most liberal Jewish Americans felt previously were their ideological fellow travelers. Ah, oh, their ideological fellow travelers. And I just thought it was fat. Nobody in the news media noted. Well, you know, that's an interesting term to pull out of history. It's a uh, Bolshevik revolutionary term, fellow travelers. And, uh, you know, when people tell you who they are, believe them. They had another one of those today, right? I got to get to that California school where they're teaching the propaganda as well. It's quite extraordinary. But right now, let's take a phone call. Let's go to... uh, Let's go to Brian calling from Potomac, Maryland. Brian, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for taking my call. And uh, first thing I've got to say is thank you uh, for your steadfast Zionism and lifelong support of the Jewish people. I don't know where we'd be without your voice. Um, but just to get right into it, the purpose of uh, yesterday's bill was to remove that convenient hiding place so many millions of anti-Semites have been using to disguise their Jew hatred and separate somehow Israel from being the only Jewish state in the whole world. The fact of the matter is, is that the Democrats that put forth and voted against this bill or hid from it were basically just trying to either provide cover for the anti-Semites or were among the anti-Semites. Zionism cannot be removed from anti-Semitism because Zionism is the right of Jews to exist and have a sovereign home in one place in the, in, in the world. And that's it. That's exactly right. I mean, and it's, and it's so obvious. It is obvious on its face that if you don't believe Israel as a state has a right to exist, uh, by the way, the only place in the region, not the Gaza, not the West Bank, where Jews, Arabs, Muslims, Christians, atheists, gay, straight, live together in harmony and peace. And it uh, might be a little ironic that that Schumer and the Democrats and their fellow travelers, their fellow travelers, are they, you know, unless you understand the history of the left in the 20th century. And again, I know we're supposed to say, oh, Hitler and the Nazis are right-wingers. Well, they're the Socialist Workers Party that allowed industry to continue to operate as long as the industry continued to serve the interests of the Socialist Workers Party. Um, and this is the 21st century. And I got to tell you, my father fought in World War II and killed Nazis, took a little time out of his 20s to go kill Nazis in Europe. And that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for the Nazis in the United States, Forget about, I, you know, I just, maybe we should have one of these rallies where the Democrats come out and yell, the Jews will not replace us. And then the news media will consider it to be relevant and important. Then maybe the Democrats will say, hey, wait a minute. When did, when did this switcheroo take place? When did we become those guys? Well, I think you've always been those guys. But, Brian, you're 100% correct. You can't say, well, I'm anti-Zionist, but I'm not an anti-Semite because you're just playing semantic games. And every single Democrat in the House voted against a bill to condemn anti-Semitism. And uh, 13 squad members just came out and voted no, while 92 Democrats voted present because they're cowards. Brian, thank you for the call.
I told you yesterday that ABC, CBS, and NBC Newsbusters and Media Research Center reported it, and CNN did not. ABC, CBS, NBC ignore anti-Semitic hate march in Philadelphia targeting Jewish restaurant, targeting Jewish businesses. Quite extraordinary. Uh, yesterday, University of Pennsylvania student Ayal Jacobi explained what he has experienced at this Ivy League institution. I refuse to go back to 1939 when Jews had to hide their religious symbols and hide who they are due to the intimidation and harassment of us. I used to think this was nonsense, fear-mongering, until I was made aware that Penn recommended to students, quote, not wear clothing slash accessories related to Judaism. And what did your professors and fellow students have to say to you about all of this? They uh, said things like, you're a dirty little Jew. You deserve to die, he told the, the gathered group. Because the glorious October 7th, and you're a dirty little Jew, you deserve to die, are words said not by Hamas, but by my classmates and professors. Ah, fellow travelers, you see. Ilhan Omar has a Twitter account. She voted no on the uh, resolution in the House of Representatives yesterday to condemn anti-Semitism worldwide. And then she foolishly went on to X to express more of her limited thoughts. And I've got those for you coming up. President Trump also on with Sean Hannity last night with some great stuff and some funny stuff that has really infuriated the news media. And what do you hear the news media on this whole dictator and Hitler thing? We got before... Last night's comments and after last night's comments coming up for you. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.